Welcome to the Emergency Management Network podcast, brought to you by the Blue Cell, the International Association of Emergency Managers, the Foundation for the Research and Advancement of Emergency Management, and people like you. This week I'm recording the message during a tropical storm hitting Southern California. It was Hurricane Hillary uh, that caused some damage, some devastating damage, say, to parts of uh, Mexico. And the storm, preparation and the recovery that will need to happen afterwards is a really prime example of why I'm passionate about having professionals in the role of emergency management. And if you're not a member of the EMN Network Substack, join today and get excellent emergency management content delivered to you. And if you'd like to support us, join the policy group. It costs less than a cup of coffee. It's only 33 cents a day. And a K-cup, well, it's 75 cents. So, well, let's get into it. In this ever-evolving world, our societies are constantly being tested by emergencies and crises that are shaking the foundations of our security, stability, and prosperity. In such turbulent times, the efficacy of our response and action reveals the robustness of our preparations and the depth of our understanding of emergencies. And yet, I fear that the lessons we just witnessed in Hawaii will be repeated. See, Hawaii is a stark reminder of the vulnerabilities and the pressing need to introspect reform and the system. The perils of assigning unqualified or ill-prepared individuals to roles pivotal as emergency management cannot be underscored. I want to draw your attention to a profound, complex problem that looms over many jurisdictions within the United States. And we need only to turn our gaze to the disheartening situation in Hawaii to understand the deep gravity of this matter. And the sentiment I bring to you is a stark one, and many of our jurisdictions are in essence merely one catastrophe away from facing a fate familiar to that of Hawaii. In several jurisdictions, retired first responders or politically connected individuals are hired for emergency management roles who need more training in emergency management's labyrinth and multifaceted role. Many view this job as an easy, quote-unquote, retirement job. Full disclosure, I came from first responder about 20 years ago, so I'm not throwing shade. However, my friends that have transitioned after retirement, they find it more complicated than they thought. And, and while the experience of first responders is undeniable and valuable, and they possess the critical skills honed from years on the front line, there is an underlying concern. The hiring trend has sometimes overshadowed the truly dedicated emergency managers who have dedicated their careers to mastering the nuances of emergency management and are genuine emergency management professionals. So you see, EM professionals bring unique competencies and a comprehensive understanding of the field. These hiring practices of taking marginally qualified who, who may have some EM adjacent careers raise questions about the long-term impact on the quality and effectiveness of emergency management programs. I've long held and will argue today that we are doing tremendous disservice to the residents as public servants. How so, you may ask? By two cardinal sins in emergency management. Firstly, by hiring ill-prepared individuals for the vast responsibilities they shoulder. 
And secondly, by relegating emergency management to the position of collateral duty. In this context, collateral means that emergency management, rather than being a solid fixture in administrative responsibilities, it has been dispersed thinly in piecemeal fashion, diluting its importance. It has become a mere afterthought or an additional duty rather than a core function. This is deeply problematic in disaster management where the well-being and lives of our citizenry hang on the balance. And for our jurisdictions to take a half-hearted approach, believing this is the right solution for the community's needs is outrageous. The hiring of unqualified individuals to roles of vital importance compounds this issue. Emergency management is a specialized field requiring an in-depth understanding of risk assessment, disaster response, logistics, communication, project management, and more. Appointing someone without the requisite skills or experience or passion is akin to asking a novice pilot to fly a commercial airplane. The results can be catastrophic. It is not my intent today to cast aspersions or point fingers, but rather to implore each and every one of us to acknowledge the pressing issue and commit to actionable solutions. We must reevaluate and restructure our approach to emergency management. And this includes providing rigorous training, investing in specialized personnel, and ensuring that the importance of this function is recognized in every echelon of our administrative structures. To do anything less is to leave our communities vulnerable to stand unprepared on the precipice of potential disaster. Today, Hawaii is a stark reminder of what can transpire when jurisdictions do not hire the most qualified individuals. And let us use this as a wake-up call, urging us toward action and unwavering commitment to safety and well-being of our residents. Let us peel back the layers to truly understand the root causes of this alarming trend. At the forefront, it's a disturbing misunderstanding of the role of the emergency management. To the uninitiated, EM might appear to be a sequence of reactive measures. It's a complex symphony of anticipation, planning, strategy, formulation, and precise execution. However, limited by their peripheral understanding, many hiring authorities make an egregious error of over-evaluating tangible qualifications while undermining the competencies paramount to emergency management. Next, we can't overlook the shadows of political influence that lurk in many emergency management appointments. This isn't merely an administrative concern, but a moral and ethical one. When appointments pivot on political affiliations or pressure rather than genuine merit, we do not simply jeopardize professional standards, we imperil the communities and that the, we are duty-bound to safeguard. There's also the unsettling tendency to devalue specialized education and training. Contrary to some misconceptions, EM isn't a generalized field. It requires much specialization and training as medicine or, or engineering. Yet, there is a persistent myth that anyone with a semblance of administrative experience can seamlessly transition into emergency management. The result of such misconceptions can be devastating. 
and the ramifications of these systematic issues and manifold and severe. With poor decision-making at the helm, what could be manageable crisis often spiral into uncontrollable disasters. And we need not look further than the Lahana fire to incident to understand the dire consequences of inadequate preparation and understanding. Such events don't just lead to immediate destruction, but have a lasting repercussions in the form of eroded public trust. Over time, communities start viewing their protective institutions not as a shield, but with skepticism and even disdain. Furthermore, the EM profession, which should be held at high esteem, starts to wane in its perceived value. A field that should be epitomized of expertise, preparation, and commitment becomes synonymous with inefficiency and negligence. And at this pivotal juncture, the path forward demands introspection and swift action. A pivotal starting point is to emphasize the primacy of education. The endeavor transcends the confines of traditional academia. It's about fostering a culture where practitioners are deeply entrenched in both the theoretical frameworks and the practical difficulties to emergencies. And this calls for concerted effort from the EM community to advocate for rigorous educational programs and engage with educational institutions to ensure curriculum relevancy. Promoting certification and professionalism standards is not just a procedural necessity, but a moral imperative. And by instituting and upholding universally recognized certification systems, we ensure standardization, service delivery, and offer aspiring EM professionals a clear and structured career trajectory. Furthermore, we must hold hiring authorities accountable. Those responsible for hiring EM roles must be cognizant of the profound consequences of their decision. This extends beyond the immediate outcomes and delves into the long-term trust and confidence of communities that they place in their prospective institutions. Confidence that communities place in their protective institutions. Our collective mission in emergency management community is unambiguous. We are at a defining moment in our profession's history. We have the choice to either persist in our current trajectory, marred by inadequacies and inefficiencies, or rally together and elevate the standards and expectations of our field. Maui and numerous other cautionary tales must serve as our guiding lights and urging us to reform and strengthen. Our communities deserve the very best. Our solemn duty is to ensure they receive nothing less. Let us commit to forging a future marked by excellence, foresight, and unwavering dedication. Everyone, thank you for your time today, and please give us a five-star review on Apple and share this with your friends and colleagues. Until next time, please stay safe and stay hydrated.